My name is Jake McLean. And I'm Max Eisner. And you're listening to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Life, Leadership, and Laughs podcast. I'm on down dun, 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 dun. for Jake McLean. I'm Max Slicer. Today we have a deal for you. So let's make a deal. Let's make a deal. Two different shows. It's time to play some tag. Play some tag. Oh, ultimate tag. Yeah. On, on Hulu. Yeah. I will not watch that. Uh, you have to. Is it good? It go looks back. really bad. You got to go back and watch it. It's... It's good for how bad it is. Okay. Uh, some of the it's characters like a... are better than others. Okay. Um, the dynamic between the Watt brothers is hilarious because there's JJ, there's TJ, and then there's Derek. Okay. I was going to say. And so every once in a while, it's, it's like always JJ and TJ together. Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, all right, let's hear from Derek. And then is he silent? It, no, he's just like, "Oh, hey guys!" <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so when he's done, always it's like, "Thanks, Derek." Oh gosh, yeah. So I, I didn't even realize I had a third brother. Yeah, me either. Uh, and clearly they do too because his name is Derek. Derek. Uh, so not DJ or CJ. Couldn't follow the the theme, but anyway. Not that I'm hating on the Watt brothers. Yeah, I mean, big fan, big fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, any housers. So, uh, yeah, a wild week in in the world. It, uh, I uh, really thought that it was uh, a damn lie that Chadwick Boseman had died. I know. When I logged on to Twitter and I saw that his name was like number one for trending and it said that he had died from colon cancer i was so shocked because i was like i haven't heard anything about this yeah like how do you i mean i was talking about it today and just like his inner circle must have really kept that like on lock because I mean he posted a few pictures like it came out and then deleted them but incredibly sad yeah yeah I um I don't even know <laughs> like uh 2020 the hits just keep coming you know I know did you see what um Barack and Michelle posted for both of them uh Oh man, they were really good. Um, let's see, I think I liked both. Uh, okay, Michelle Obama put only Chadwick can imbre- imbre- um, embody Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, and T'Challa. He too knew what it meant to persevere, to summon real strength, and he belongs right there with them as a hero. For black kids, for all our kids, there's no better gift to our world. Um, that was Michelle Obama. Wow. Um, and then I want to say I gotta find Barack's. Chadwick came to the White House to work with kids when he was playing Jackie Robinson. You could tell right away that he was blessed to be young, gifted, and black to use that power to give them heroes to look up to. To do it all while in pain. What a use of his years. That was the, I mean, he filmed like six, like, like, vi, like movies. Yeah. Can you, say, can you say movies again? Movies. Um, thank you. You're welcome. So uh, let's see. Any, um, you know, it was a wild week altogether, but how, how was your week? Well, I uh, may be hard to tell. Got a nice little haircut. Yeah, I, I could tell, yes. Yeah, um, that was a great way to spend the Friday. Um, 
other than that, it was pretty low key tonight. We had um, wing night, of course. Okay. And tonight we tried peanut oil, nut oil, uh, to try and see if that made any kind of difference. And uh, it was a lot crispier versus just the the veggie oil, the veggie nut. And so um, didn't know you could squeeze oil out of nuts. Yeah. So it didn't smell like anything though. I, I was expecting like a, a peanut smell and a nutty smell. A nutty, yeah, a nutty smell. Yeah. And I could not smell any of the nut. Wow. How about that? <laughs> it's crazy. Who to thunk it? I not not me. Uh man. Um, but what about you? What what has your week been like? Well, um, I'm still trying to figure out my work schedule because we're on this alternating day thing mm-hmm. uh, in the office. So, yeah, what day? What day of quarantine are you in? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I'm, well, I guess you tested negative, right? Yeah, I did test negative. Okay. Uh, so you don't have to. Oh, yeah, that's that's an update for the for the podcast. I uh, realized that before we started, uh, I hadn't. Uh, edited nor posted last week's episode oh uh so uh the audience is gonna get a nice twofer on wednesday well happy wednesday um september 2nd yeah it's a big day yeah september 2nd is a huge day huge yep huge it'll be almost two months out from the election oh or yeah yeah, two months. Yeah, I um so yesterday I got to meet my neighbor who's uh had trees uh like uh with branches that hang so low into my driveway that we oh. basically drive into her branches as we said in. fucking chop that shit. Yeah, so my father in law went over there to uh like break the ice introduce us uh-huh. uh he's like hey shireen how are you do you mind if the kids trim this tree because it's a little crazy over here and shireen went full karen and said don't you dare touch my fucking foliage she's like oh i've been meaning to catch you guys uh you take off as much of this tree as you want <laughs> you just chopped on the whole motherfucker johnny <laughs> yeah. Appleseed. like all right well take her down boys yeah, so we uh, so we spent uh, a good portion of the day yesterday just tree trimming. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, going to uh, do my kitchen floor with my uncle yesterday. Oh yeah, uh, uh, my uncle Mike, a friend of the pod. Oh, thanks. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, um, but for some reason, the ends of the floor were cupped and wouldn't click together. Oh. Uh, and so I had to load up all nine boxes of flooring uh, and take it back to Lowe's to be Ugh, like, hey, this doesn't work. WTF. So I missed a call from them today while I was swimming. So I'll have to. Is that why you took a nap? Yeah. So uh, I told Max that the uh, there was an unintentional nap taken today. Um you know, today was uh, pretty cool because Haley and I said, you know, we've been working our asses off. Yeah. Let's just have, we were going to take the whole weekend and we were just going to relax the whole weekend. But yeah, uh, we had a little taco uh, lunch. So Haley's mom made uh, beef tacos. Her aunt made chicken tacos. Mm. I made the salsa. Hell yeah. Uh, we got some good nacho cheese going. Yeah, it was a it was a great day. Uh, I didn't intend to get in the pool, but it's starting to get a lot cooler outside. Mm. So we figured that this was probably going to be one of the last few pool days. So hopped in the pool for a couple of hours, and every time I go swimming, I am just beat for the rest of the day. Oh yeah, you you can't uh, do anything after. That's why you know, growing up as a youth in, in the baseball world, uh, you could never. It was always, you know don't go swimming before a game or you're going to be wiped out. Right. And I just remember my uncle telling me a story one time that he, uh, like it was either him or a friend was playing catcher and a kid foul tipped the ball, hit, hit 
the catcher's gear in the face and the kid just passed out because he had been swimming all day and he was just like just knocked and knocked him down and so yeah you know you just swimming's great because just wipes you out and you know yeah so uh we were like all right well we're gonna be wiped out in the evening so let's go to the quad cities and get some ice cream Ooh, whiteies we went to whiteies uh <laughs> so uh that was cool we got back uh but i was just so so tired i sat in my chair threw on criminal minds uh and then i just like typical midwestern dad just went just fucking knocked out boom you know it's <laughs> interesting because Alyssa had asked she's like do you think you'll ever want to get a recliner and i said mm, probably not at no. least for another 10 years <laughs> Uh, but then I'm like, man, it'd be kind of nice just to have a recliner. Um, I can remember falling asleep in my dad's recliner all the time. It's yeah. comfy. It's nice. Oh, yeah. Especially if you get the right kind. Yeah. Cause I got this like leather one behind me, but it's just like not poofy enough. You know, I need, uh, I need a cloud, you know, the cloud. No, just a cloud. Oh, okay. Just, just yeah. a singular cloud. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only other thing that I can think of, I went to my, uh, I went to a protest yesterday. Oh, uh, that's uh, March on My Campus 2020. Yeah. Yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I think it was a lot of student, it was student athlete led. Um, and I did my best to social distance and attended, listened. Uh, there were some great things to hear, just some different stories um, from some of our, our athletes, um, Trey Smith is a, I believe he's a line black linebacker for UT, um, spoke there. There were some other students as well that organized it. Um, and it was awesome. There were a lot of people and it's always interesting now to see the comments that are on, uh, like all things related to Tennessee athletics. Um, because, the football coach has been really supportive of his black players and it's been awesome to see. Um, but of course being in the South, a lot of people are saying just shut up and play. Uh, but he has literally done everything to try and facilitate and be present at everything that they wanted to do. Like he changed their practice times. He showed up. Um, his wife has been supporting the the kids that are, back on campus um and so they have been really appreciative and the chancellor and the entire president of all five campuses was there um some people had some things to say about them um you know kind of uh where do you draw the line between a protest and then having students on campus um and so that was an interesting comparison. Um, but I think it's like, this is a one time isolated event versus having 30,000 students every single day. Right. But yeah, it was interesting. Um, something I haven't done before and it's great to attend. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any, uh, I don't have any particular direction in mind, uh, for this evening. Uh, but uh, some exciting news. Uh, I uh, am going to travel for the first time uh, during the pandemic. Um, Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, I'll be in Knoxville, Tennessee on September 18th. So all the colleges in the area, if you're looking for a speaker, um, I'm putting him up and we can get him some of that coin. Um, if you need someone to talk. Uh, no, but really, where are you traveling? Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. So you make sure you clear out the spare bedroom. Oh, we're in it right now. We're hell, live. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's all good. It's freshly painted. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. I got to... Yeah, there are a few places I want to take you. Um, and so... Some places to to is is one of them a tattoo parlor. 
talking about that tonight. I've been thinking about getting a tattoo for a very long time now. There has been a specific design that I just can't get my head out. Like I've been thinking about and um, you know, I almost thought about bringing up tattoos. So it's, it's really great that you brought that up. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, if you, if you want to go, you got the one. Yeah. We maybe. heard it. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the most like way to say like, yeah, we may go. My graduate thesis director always used to say, you know, putting the word may, um, cause you may do it or you may not. And, uh, you just you never know and so if you put that in your your uh it may lead to this result um you haven't said it you didn't say that it will uh and so it's a great way to uh kind of talk about what you want but never know and if you can hear a moderate motorcycle in the back i'm sorry uh can you hear it not really okay my fucking neighbor decides to play with his little motorbikes uh you know, at the the dumbest fucking hours. Yeah, I can, can you, hear it now. You can yeah. hear it now? Yeah, well, that's fucking Mickey Mouse across the street fucking playing with his little motorbikes. Oh, boy, I'm going to fix these up. Um, but, yeah, you know, um, oh, what a time to uh, be a, a uni- United States citizen. Uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we were talking about uh, civility in my Calm 101 class this week. Really? Uh, and uh, I have a feeling that uh, we're going to, we're headed right for uh, a political conversation. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, yeah, I saw my uncle and, um, you know, I have no idea how we even like started the, um, I think I said it's a wild time to be alive because he was just talking about how busy he was. Sure. And then he jumped right into the um, Kenosha uh, protests oh, yeah. and, um, you know, uh, the FBA boycott and a bunch of other things that I was not prepared in the slightest to talk about. Um, And so um, he started talking about how the damn Democrats want to take your guns. Um, And I was like, Oh no. Um, Yeah. Because here I am. I wouldn't necessarily call myself uh, a damn Democrat. You're just a Democrat. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm for responsible gun ownership. I don't think people should be having their guns taken away, but I also don't think you need a, like a 50 caliber rifle. And my uncle and I agree on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we got onto the topics and um, started talking about the differences between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Uh, and uh yeah, it just wasn't uh, super pleasant. So how this ties back to my common one class, talking about civility, uh, right now in this in this moment, uh, you know, I saw Joe Biden's statement come out about uh, what's going on in Portland again, um, and talking about violence on both sides, right and. Um, and saying that, basically denouncing violence on both sides of the aisle. Uh, and um, I don't know, I, I just wonder where um, we kind of lost our way in terms of being able to uh, respect one another, yeah. right? Uh, to be able to listen to one another. Um, and why it's just so crazy yeah you know i think it's interesting because i think we are in a time where um and i've probably can think about this myself too and and probably at fault as well but everyone thinks they're right um and that Mm -hmm. they have the right 
um, thought process or that they have the correct source um, or that their source is credible versus uncredible. Um, not, un not incredible, uncredible <laughs> sources. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that may play a role in it, especially when, um, you know, Trump throws out just fake news oh. around just like crazy. Like right. it makes like any kind of source or even what's deemed a source like called into action or called to action of like its reliability or credibility rather. Yeah. It's interesting because the I don't know if you've seen it, but people are saying that the person from Kenosha, and I saw a few posts and I had to remove people because they were saying that the the kid who was in Kenosha is a hero and that there have been lots of money raised for him. Um, like almost like ninety thousand dollars. Uh and it's just wild to think that that's where we've gotten. Same with um, like the Tennessee protest, like their t-shirt literally said, taking a stand against racism. And people were pissed off about that. It's like, where, where do we go? Like, how does that, like, it's such a, st like, still. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, uh, we've seen very human issues become political yeah. and um, we need a leadership that is going to inspire us to um, see how far away we've gotten uh, yeah. from the, uh, you know, from the point of even uh, being able to have a conversation. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's just, um, it's so crazy. You know, when I, I can remember my undergrad days um, and, uh, just, uh, believing that I was, um, in the right for so many things, um, and, um, being challenged, right. Um, even by those around me, uh, was a humbling experience because I had to, you know, be able to properly articulate my ideas um and uh and defend defend them right yeah uh but i mean i think the the greatest leadership lesson that anybody can learn is uh you're not always right and that's okay yeah um you have to like in any situation that you're in you have to be open to the fact that you could be wrong Yeah, and I feel like uh, to be in that place, to do the uncomfortable, yeah, or to to say that you're wrong is very difficult. Yeah, because I mean, if you um, if you think that you're right, if you think that you're perfect, well, a you're not. Yeah, um, but <laughs> you know, um, and you'll either find it out the easy way or the or the hard way, and. Um, hopefully for some it's the easy way that you learn that but i think even now i mean there are some people who don't engage in a human conversation about these about these human issues because they don't want to be wrong about something right um but it's like how the hell are you going to learn anyway and that kind of kind of ties into what you've you, i feel like you've wanted to talk about like cancel culture and i feel like kind of like that ties in a little bit yeah I mean, um, because I think that I've made uh, a good amount of mistakes uh, when it comes to engaging in this work. You know what I mean? Like, as a uh, as a uh, as a mixed man, right? Uh, I um, I wasn't raised speaking Spanish. I wasn't. Um, I grew up white. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like certainly I was around the family, but I never had the language to use around issues of identity or what it means to be 
you know, one or the other, you know what I mean? Like those conversations did not happen until after I graduated because I didn't really seek them out. Um, I was raised how I was raised and I just lived my life. Um, but now I am like clinging to whatever I can to try to get more into like alignment with, uh, my identity, you know? Uh, my racial ethnic uh, identity. Um, I'm working on the other parts of (laughs) the vast majority of identities I hold, just like we all have, you know, different identities that we hold. Uh, And um, along the way, um, I know I have fucked up. (laughs) Uh, And same, you know, um, I see people getting dragged for choices that they made. uh, Like, (laughs) Uh, five, ten years ago. I think about who I was five or ten years ago and that person (sighs) is like completely different from the person I am now. And so my problem with cancel culture is that it doesn't acknowledge any growth um, that may or may not have happened. Um, And so then that starts the whole conversation. Well, do you earn, like, (laughs) uh, do you deserve uh, redemption? And uh, for certain situations, you know, maybe you don't. Um, But I would think, like, if you've committed a cardinal sin, you know what I mean? Uh, Like, if you've killed someone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, But if it's something that you said or something that you tweeted or something that you posted, you know, like, for me... uh, the first question is, what have you learned since you posted that? Sure. But that's not where everybody's head head goes. Yeah. Uh, you know, it takes uh, the reposting of it and then someone saying, well, you, uh, you know, insert whatever adjective you want to describe and then, uh, then it's over. And I just, uh, if we're supposed to recognize... Uh, the humanity and issues that we're talking about in this uh, in this moment now in our country, right? For all these different things, mm-hmm. um, then we're supposed to be able to recognize the humanity uh, in ourselves and in the people that we're interacting with as well. Yeah, and just the ability to make mistakes. Like yeah. I think you know we we mentioned being perfect. Like I think that's where people try to not engage because it's like well if i say something wrong i'm just gonna get jumped on and then it's just gonna get chaotic yeah i i mean uh it's insanely difficult to do because if you don't um if you don't agree with the person that you're speaking with uh right now uh everything is more about kind of the emotional outburst like um you know, we're so heavily emo- like em- emotionally invested yeah. um, and not only on one side uh, protecting our relationships and the things that we've built right. um, and then it's about, um, you know, our beliefs, our belief system. And, you know, uh, imagine the identity crisis that some would have if they vehemently believed in, uh, you know, X for so many years uh, and never wrestled with the fact that that belief could either be uh, based in a system that uh, that dehumanizes uh, that dehumanizes certain people um, or certain identity groups. you know, or uh, is based on a lie or, you know, just not, not right. You know what I mean? Um, There's just so many different things and uh, people have to be primed for the uncomfortable. Mm. Uh, You know, uh, you have to be able to, um, if you're not primed for the conversation, it's hard to navigate the conversation and then if you don't know, right, what you're speaking about um, or you can't allow yourself to get an objective view of what it is you're talking about, 
It's just not going to go well, in my in my opinion. And I think that's like, I feel like a lot of what you're talking about is like that fixed mindset and that either or fallacy of we are such in a time uh, where a lot of things like are very yes or no or you know left versus right, mask on, mask off, <laughs> mask on, mask off, like yeah, Trump Biden. Um, you know and so because people have painted this narrative that it is that way it's either this or it is that right and if you choose one you're this if you choose that you're the other right um but we're not designed as binary thinkers oh no uh there's uh humans are complex and you can believe multiple things at once, uh, even if they might be uh, contrasting viewpoints. Right. I mean, it's, I mean, even just the binary, like there's fluidity. Yeah. So as you navigate this and think about your students, Mm -hmm. um, what have the conversations been like so far just in general in class? We have been skating the surface awkwardly. Uh, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, nothing's uh, really happened. Um, but we are approaching a major assignment uh, that uh, will ask us to deliberate about much of these issues. Will you allow them to talk about politics or things like that in their speeches? Uh, absolutely. Um, but the rule is, is that if you uh, s- um, use language that is uh, hateful uh, or dehumanizing, uh, you will fail. Yeah. Uh, there's no, um, like, this is basic common courtesy, mm-hmm. basic human respect. Um, if we can't approach in a spirit of mutual equality, right, and you have any sort of language in your speech that uh, is going to do any of that. Yeah. You need to reevaluate it. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, if you're going in for the grade, uh, you better damn well make sure that you don't use language that's going to fucking. Yeah. Anyway. I, I love the way you just like described it. Like, you better not use the language that well. That fucking. Well, I don't know. Like, yeah. um, I made if I can provide any kind of advice, is this your first election year going into COM1 teaching? Oh, yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I taught in grad school. It was my first year of COM 101, and I taught um, speech at NIU, and I was just some baby grad student, and I started showing clips from different parties. That is my one suggestion not to do. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because... Um, and make sure that you've done enough research, uh, if you do, because, and not just you, if anybody's listening, whoever the fuck's listening to this, um, if you're here, thank you. Um, like, <laughs> we love, we um, love our listeners. We love our listeners. Um, we can count you all on our hands and toes. And, um, uh, but I, you know, I, I knew Ann Coulter was a bad person. But I didn't realize how how much of a net case, um, in my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, uh, give me an example. Give me an example. Um, and I showed her video in my class um, where it was vehement language. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, so what are your all thoughts? And nobody said anything. And I was like, why doesn't anybody say anything? Well... Northern Illinois, um, yeah, let's just say a lot of my students were white and they probably, some of them were like, well, hell yes. And uh, needless to say, one of my students tweeted about me and thought that I was Republican um, and that I supported Ann Coulter. And I just was like, I vow never to show any kind of political. I was like, that is just, that is not the intent of me showing this video. It was a speech that was a very bad uh, example. 
of of uh, language that is dehumanizing. Uh, yeah, I uh, I can remember when I showed. Um, oh God, I don't even remember what I showed, but it was bad. Uh, it was with a group of Stockdale fellows. Uh, it was right uh, after we had just uh, tried to navigate the Colin Kaepernick uh, mm-hmm. kneeling uh, at uh, the national, like during the national anthem uh, conversation. Yeah. Uh, which take me back because like, you know, <laughs> we could have solved a lot of shit right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so um, I had uh, basically reshared information that was shared with me about how the majority uh, that helped uh, Trump win perhaps the most mm-hmm. were uneducated white men. Mm-hmm. Um and I basically said it as though um, the student who heard me say it inferred that I was saying that men who vote for Trump are uneducated. Okay. Uh, and I had a uh, prospective uh, cadet uh, in the group of students I was talking to going into the, you know, uh, going into the service. Mm-hmm. And uh, he lost it. Um, I had uh, a student, basically I had said during the, uh, Colin Kaepernick, uh, you know, conversation, um, I was like, well, you know, if you don't agree with, uh, protesting during the national anthem, because it's disrespectful to the military or like whatever people were disagreeing with at that time, uh, I said, what can we agree on? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I said, can we agree that there uh, is uh, uh, institutionalized racism uh, in many of our, uh, in many of the things that we see today? Mm -hmm. And then almost everybody in the room said yes. So I just kept rolling with it and, you know, took him to church as Jake McLean would normally do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, that student came to my office the next day with stats uh, from like Breitbart and things to prove why institutional racism uh, is a myth. Where Breitbart on the political uh, (laughs) uh, news source is on the far, 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 far right and is very biased in their reporting. Indeed. Uh, And so, um, yeah, I just wasn't like it was just a it was just a casual Friday morning. I think you were still working because I was down in Stockdale, oh. uh, uh, and so uh, yeah, he came in, slammed it on my desk, and was like, "What do you have to say about this?" Uh, <laughs> and you were like, "It's bright part." I was like, "Dude, I just want my morning coffee." What do you? Yeah, I what do you do it? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I think, honestly, until we can see um, humanity in the situation, humanity in others, uh, when yeah. we're engaging in conversations, then, uh, you know, it's going to be mighty hard to do any sort of healing or move on uh, as a country. But if we're only seeing people as their positions, uh, that certainly isn't going to help anything. Yeah. I mean, when you mentioned the part of like, seeing others in our own paths or even just seeing like the humanity like Alyssa and I are watching Knox County Health Department probably about two or three weeks ago and someone got up in the stands and like it was a public forum about um, like mask mandates businesses all different things Mm -hmm. and someone walked up and said you know um, I don't get why these regulations are so tough only 40 people have died. That's not bad. Um, and so you all need to stop um, telling us what to do because you all are doctors and you all have good money. Uh, and um, I need to be in my business. It's only 40 people. It's not that bad. And I was like, but what if that was your family member? Like right. you would be saying something completely different than that. Uh, and so it's, I think it's so interesting or sad and probably sad is a better word, like of just how far from 
empathy we still are of other people uh, and their lived experiences. So what advice would you have um, for, do you require, I'm gonna jump there. Uh, do you require your students to have opportunities for questions from the field? Um, uh, of, you know, they give their speech and, you know, so does anybody have questions for little, little Max? No, uh, for the sake of time. Good. Yeah. That's probably helps with the whole, you know, civility uh, yeah. compartment, you know, component of it. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Now, now, do they have speeches or they have to persuade anybody? Yes. Are they allowed to try and have someone persuade to vote a specific way? Um, well, we shall see. Uh, the persuasive speech will come at the end of the semester. Uh, the informative speech is what comes first. So Athena has entered the chat. Can you hear her? Yeah. Yeah, she's, um, you know, anytime I get on the Zoom call, she's ready to, to chat it up. Yeah, I get that. She's also been uh, very wild in the mornings. She has been waking us up at like six o'clock, six thirty. Um, yeah. It's been crazy. Sophie woke me up at two, uh, and uh, that's the first time she's ever woke me up through the middle of the night. Uh, so I was like, "What's going on?" So I got up out of bed, uh -huh. and then I greeted her. Uh, you know, gave her a good pet on the head, uh, and then I started walking towards the door, and she took off in a full sprint. She said, I need to go. Uh, she's sitting in front of the living room door, uh, whining. And I'm like, what's going on? So I open the door, takes off like a jet around the back of the house uh, and just does her business and then runs back inside. And I was like, what? In the, what? In the? But you said what, what you asked me, what advice I had for uh, some group. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're getting ready to, to, you know, I know that all of your students listen to this. Um, so what advice would you have for them as they look to incorporate um, civility as they get prepared for, you know, upcoming conversations, potentially with family, um, getting close to this election cycle, getting close to, you know, well, it's holidays. actually, it's actually one of my students that, um, uh, you know, has inspired this conversation because they came to my office one day and they said, you know, I have always been. Um, I haven't always been super religious, but recently, you know, mm -hmm. really religious. Uh, I uh, grew up in a small community, yeah. uh, mainly white folks. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm reading this uh, book in our um, change through art class. And um, great class. She's like, uh, Dr. Lotz, if you're there, if you're there, uh, thank you. Great class. Yeah. Did you take it? Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, man. I took uh, civic leadership with uh, uh, Ken McMillan. Let's pull the onions. Is anyone surprised that Jake McLean took civic leadership? <laughs> no, nobody is. Uh, none. Yeah, so um, the, uh, the student, I don't know, the... Well, I think she was reading about the Trevor Project, actually. Uh, and she's like, I um, basically reevaluating every like major belief system she grew up with. Uh, and so um, what advice I would give to students uh, is, or leaders in any situation, uh, is... If you can't start, uh, two things. If you can't walk into a conversation, prepared to be wrong about what it is that you want to, to win at. Mm -hmm. If you're going into a conversation with somebody to win, uh, you're already fucked. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you're already uh, at a disadvantage. Um, if you um, don't give yourself room to be wrong and to learn and to... Uh, you know, uh, have a genuine interest in what the other person's going to say to you. Yikes. But the next basic thing, because uh, I often tell students that to be a good leader uh, means that you're trying to be a good human being. Mm -hmm. And so 
if you can't recognize the humanity in other people, yeah. and you attack them for their positions and not, um, you, you assume that their positions are them and you attack that, that's not it. So, yeah, I mean, I think the it's ad hominem, right? Yeah, ad hominem attacks. Yeah, I think that's something that's going to be interesting to look at through the next, like how that's going to affect us culturally. Yeah. Um, because that is going to be a, well, it worked for X. Look, it worked for the Trump, or it looked, for, it worked for the president. So I should be able to do that, right? Um, but that's just unfortunately. I mean, I hope that's not how it works in the future. Um, yeah, somebody, yeah. Uh, somebody just posted um, um, the On Yik Yak. <laughs> oh God, that app was the bane of my existence. That was. Could you imagine being in higher ed and working with Yik Yak? I would post all about my services. Man, that Max and the academic successor is a great academic coach. People would know it, maybe, but honestly, it'd be, I'm kind of here for it. Right. Um, the Wisconsin governor just sent a letter to the president asking him to reconsider his trip to Kenosha, yeah. saying, I'm concerned your presence will only hinder our healing. I'm concerned your presence will only delay our work to overcome division and move forward together. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> big big yikes, folks. Yeah. Um but you know, as we um I mean it's a good lesson for everybody, right? I think uh a lot of people talk a good game of like being good Christians and uh you know, um what would Jesus do? Uh well Jesus would not do whatever it is that you're posting about on social media. Amen. Uh you know, uh look to your neighbor and see the humanity in them. And, yeah. you know, like if you can't do that, if you can't, that's basic, basic yeah. human interaction. Uh, like what the hell have we done? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my crackpot leadership advice uh, for uh, this Sunday evening. I think it's great. I think it's, um, very practical of what people are facing right now. And just it, yeah, that's been one of the hardest things of like, you know, love thy neighbor. That's one of the biggest, you know, quotes, uh, you know, for God so loved the world. Uh, and a lot of people aren't doing that. Not really loving the world, not loving, loving their neighbors. Um, and it's just honestly, you know, frustrating and sad because, um, some of the greatest relationships I've had uh, are with people that are of different races, sexual orientations, um, belief systems, uh, opinions. And I wouldn't have had the opportunity to meet them if I didn't expand my horizon Absolutely. or even try new things. Absolutely. Um, and just, you know, getting uncomfortable. But I still have plenty of work to do. I'm not perfect. Yeah, we all do. Yeah, we all do. So the, the yeah, that is the. I think that's the thing too. Like with civility, if you're not willing to try and learn or grow, you're not benefiting those around you or yourself. So, do you have anything fun coming up um, this week? Uh, this week, no. Um, I don't believe so. Um, looking forward to next weekend where I don't do anything for the house. Um, okay. okay. But, in the, but in the meantime, you know, we tore apart our kitchen getting prepped for the flooring. Mm -hmm. So our oven is unplugged and uh, in our dining room. So is our fridge. That's a new um, aesthetic. Yeah, and so my flooring is coming in until September eighth, and so oh do we put everything back and then move it back out? Do we just keep it where it is and uh, hang our head in defeat? Mm -hmm. uh, so I honestly feel like you could set up your oven to like where you could be like cooking, and then like turn around and like grab your stuff and then just put it on like your table. Right. 
Well, I keep uh, like nailing my fucking head on the, uh, you know, the overhead thing. Oh man, so, yeah. But um, anyhow, uh, well, I think we captured it. So, uh, so what would you say the the cliff notes are if if they were to take anything away from it? Oh no, I don't do cliff notes. You gotta listen to the full lecture. Uh, okay. No. Uh, Yes, Mr. McLean. Do they refer to you as Professor McLean? Mr. They do. McLean? Even though I'm instructor of McLean, I uh, I don't have that good PhD, so you don't have to call me professor. Not yet. Yeah. So I got Professor Jake the other day. That was cool. Uh, cliff notes. Uh, be a good uh, human being. Uh, I think it's much like what I learned in my brotherhood development class uh, mm-hmm. for CBT. Anthony Acapinti. <laughs> uh don't be don't, a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> I have carried that lesson with me everywhere. Uh, so uh, at the end of the day, don't be a dick. Be a dick. I think HQ would love to hear that that's what we got from our – I think honestly anything that was 2014 and before, like what the scrap, Just scrap just it. <laughs> we'll cut that in post because I have thought about that so many times of like, you know, my biggest uh, accomplishment was trying to get um, a formal party for my for the seniors, yeah, right? Uh, and going into Billy Bernard's office and going, "Please, man, I gotta throw this party." <laughs> I've, I don't even care if it's in the social space. Like, you gotta give me a bone, man. Yeah, <laughs> throw me a freaking bone. And talk about somebody who challenged uh, my thoughts and uh, challenged me with my like. I'd come in with the idea and just be like. This is what I need to do. And he'd just go and just look at me. So Billy, if you're listening, you probably aren't. You're probably fucking biking or you got a red coat on. Uh, But if you are, thank you if you are. Um, Because it was a great lesson. Because any time I went in there, I was like, got a game plan. No, I want to say, I'm going to fuck his shit up. And I got in there, walked out, tail between my legs, like, fuck he was so reevaluating all of your life choices. Like, yeah, just yeah. like, damn. Oh, oh, shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, well, um, sorry, boys. Gave, gave it the good old college try and it did right. not work. You're right. Goodness gracious. Well, listeners, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Life Leadership and Laughs podcast. Or Professor McLean. I'm just Max. <laughs> Good night. Good night. (laughs)